1: You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Screen Heroes Podcast, your film podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. I am your host, Derek, and I have with me back both of my lovely regular co-hosts after two weeks with only one of each of them we're all back we're here and those people are ryan hi and ray hello 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 welcome back guys
3: hey hey. thanks
2: it's a pleasure to be back this is the longest drought i believe our show has had without all three of us together for Mm -hmm. an episode
1: so it is yeah we had a we had Rachel have had a baby pop out of her and Uh, I had an appendix try and pop out of me and then, uh, some work stuff, but yeah, overall it's been, uh, a minute.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been intense. I'm glad you were able to wrangle
1: your appendix though. Yeah. That makes two of us.
3: Thanks for not stealing my baby thunder.
1: Yeah. Hey, I wanted to let you have all the things come out of you that you want to come out of you. (laughs) i'm
3: just a nice guy that way
2: perfect fantastic well this week we are talking the witches from 1990 in honor of the hbo max remake coming out well today if you're listening to the show on its normal release and uh, of course you know
3: halloween in honor of halloween
2: Well, yes, in honor of Halloween, we are talking about The Witches. Yes, but there is a remake coming out this week on October 22nd on HBO Max starring Anne Hathaway and an assortment of other A-listers, and we decided to take a look at the original version of the film as we continue our Halloween month celebration, which has been fun. We talked Ghostbusters, we talked our top 10 favorite Halloween time movies, and now we're talking The Witches, which... I didn't realize it was a Jim Henson production,
1: which is crazy. Was it oh. actually Henson Studios? Mm-hmm. It was. Okay. I knew yeah. they did a bunch of the work for it. I didn't realize it was – I guess I wasn't paying attention to that. I guess it does say on your poster back there from the imagination of Jim Henson, but that could mean anything, really. He was an executive producer. Well, I knew that much, but so, I didn't realize yeah. that uh, it was mm-hmm. actually Henson Studios.
2: Yeah, which is interesting. And we'll, we'll get into all of that. But before we dive into the film, we, of course, have our news segment, for the week. And we have lots of movie news type stuff to talk about. Let's get the, the superhero stuff going. We got a bunch of photos from the uh, Chicago outdoor sets for the Batman, which provides a lot of, you know, generic information about the film, you know, like what some of the vehicles look like and kind of the, the badging of Gotham. And we do have one thing from a taxi, a licensed taxicab that says 19, uh, 2019, which means that the Batman movie at least takes place around the year 2019. It does not or take 1919.
1: Place. It says 2019.
2: <laughs> oh, it says yeah, yeah, 2019.
1: I says... thought I just said 19. No, no, it says 2019.
2: Yeah. Never mind. That would have been ba- great, though. Was it uh, Gotham by Gaslight? Is yeah, that exactly. What the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've been tricking
1: us this whole time.
2: Uh, but this does kind of at least seemingly shatter the rumors that this movie was going to take place in the past. And this was the same Batman that Ben Affleck was, but just a younger version kind of like what they've done with wonder woman taking place in the past, but that's not happening. So there you have it guys. What do you think thoughts? Any thoughts on the the police cars or or any of the, the photo stuff?
1: There's people reading way too much shit into it. I noticed that. Have you guys seen the article that was like, oh, it's referencing Flash because there's a lightning bolt on one of the posters for a music festival? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's really, really trying hard. I mean, there was a uh, newspaper that somebody took up some really close pictures of to where you could read the articles, and one of the articles was pretty much, it didn't name Superman, but it was pretty much specifically about Superman and something that he had done. Um, and it referenced that guy in the sky or something like that so mm. it you know beyond which I'm sure you were going to mention the Halloween pictures the Halloween costume pictures that came out but um, beyond that it also reinforces that Superman is in universe a thing that exists which is mm. interesting considering they said that this was its own universe I guess that doesn't make it not its own universe, but it, it, you know, it's hard to have a grounded Batman when you have Superman involved.
2: It's a little weird, especially when you, when you talk, so talking about the Halloween stuff there, there's been some photos released of what appears to be a Halloween party that takes place during the film. And there is a person dressed in the very stereotypical, you know, Christopher Reeve style Superman, as well as a woman dressed in the very stereotypical Linda Carter, Wonder Woman costumes so these are you know what you could get, walk into a, a spirit halloween kind of thing and buy with like the fake muscles and that kind of concept does that mean that those characters exist as real heroes in the movie maybe the man in the sky is a reference to something else and it's just I mean, meant to
1: throw people off because they were really expecting people to get up close to all the newspaper articles and start taking pictures of them i mean i don't I don't th- usually those articles don't are, are nothing it's just a bunch of repeated words over and over again so the Maybe fact they just that copied an article in there that yeah. that's that talks like that i don't know and also the, the the content of the article besides just saying the guy in the sky was very superman stuff you know you could say yes the guy in the sky is describing god or like you know whatever number of things but it right. seemed pretty evident that it was a Superman and it could just be a nod at best, you know, something that was never meant to be seen by anybody, but just fun, but the existence of the costumes makes me believe it. And they could just be comic book characters, I guess in that universe, but I don't know. It seems like a stretch,
2: but then that's weird. Cause now they're, they're comic book characters with where Batman is real, but nobody else is.
1: Yeah. So the... I mean, we won't know until the movie is out. I mean, that's, it's all, any, it's fun to speculate, but any thoughts, Ray?
3: No, not really. I'm trying my best not to look too much into it because I feel like if we read a lot into a couple Halloween costumes, then our expectations are just going to start getting out of control. Like, it, if these characters exist, In this universe and they're part of the zeitgeist and people dress up as them then you know maybe it is part of some world building that we don't know if it's just like random superhero costumes and it's not going to be superman and wonder woman it'll be like slight knockoffs or something then that's fine too i really don't care too much about that i'm more interested in the pictures of uh, Catwoman and uh, John Turturro's um, Falcone.
1: Yeah, those definitely uh, give some insight into the actual direction of the movie rather than right. just like, is this part of the DC universe? You know, it's right. Um, so yeah, that's that, that was interesting to see those. And we also got a bunch of uh, pe- pictures of the Batsuit out filming in daylight. Mm-hmm. Including one that's super great meme material that has him like in the full outfit, but then with like a robe over the top <laughs> of it. Um, so Which that's, is that's
2: like, great. It's a little silly because like, what
1: is that hiding at this point? You're trying to hide the suit, I'm guessing, but, but you like, can see the whole emblem
2: and, and everything on the front. Like that's well, so not seen it. Like
3: it's, like, it's not hiding. Route anything he's chilly okay
1: oh. that probably actually is more likely he <laughs> he just, has, although we've all worn costumes that are multiple multiple layers and it you don't really get that cold when it's something like that i wouldn't ma- think
2: maybe he slept in it and that he had just woken up and was going to That's get some right. coffee
1: or it's like the lego batman thing where he's waiting at right. his lobster thermidor
2: <laughs> right exactly <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, we did see a photo of uh, what appeared to be a funeral. With uh, Penguin was there, Bruce Wayne was there. I'm guessing this was for the mayor um, that got murdered. That you saw the murdered mayor in the trailer
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, by Riddler. Um, but you also saw Catwoman and Falcone, uh, and it looks like uh, there's some claw marks on his cheek, which yes, lends it itself to a very specific storyline in DC where uh, Catwoman is his illegitimate child, I believe. Yes. Um, so that's interesting. And uh, that was a uh, storyline, a uh, part of the long Halloween, if I remember right. Was, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was probably part of another story too. I, I thought zero year or something like that, but it was definitely long Halloween. And they've already said that that's the direction or that's something they took a lot of influence from. So hmm. that was verification. I did send it to a good buddy of mine that's a batman fan i used to be on gamer heroes john some of you may have listened to his podcast and he said i was reading too much into it when i zoomed in on the scars but it seemed pretty clear to me that there was three claw shaped scars there so and also her this might be reading too much into it but her (laughs) nails were really long and silver and that kind of looks to me like she's definitely going to have some sort of claws on her suit at some point I could, If somebody told me that I was reading too much into it, I would listen to them. But, you know, whatever. I'm allowed to speculate.
2: I don't really have anything to add to that, right? Do you? No. Okay. Good talk. Cool, 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 cool. She's shaking her head no, for those of you who are listening to the podcast.
1: That is difficult to pick up <laughs> through audio only. You would think she would have learned by now, but
3: sorry you know, guys i was typing i didn't want my like it's only been 237 keyboard.
1: episodes or something oh my like that. god it's okay
3: <laughs> i didn't want the mechanical keyboard to get on mic so that's why i shook my just head embrace it.
1: that's what i do i just type louder
3: no it's so loud
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right well, let's move let's move on to other things so um let's we'll, we'll go with the bad news and then we'll end on some happy news. So the bad news comes from Jeff Bridges, who is one of my favorite actors. Uh, he's the dude, of course, among many, many other wonderful things. And he announced this week that he has uh, cancer. He has lymphoma. He's been diagnosed with lymphoma. I'm, I'm just going to quote him here. What he tweeted out. Um, uh, he said, quote, as the dude would say, new shit has come to light. I have been diagnosed with lymphoma. Although it is a serious disease, I feel fortunate that I have a great team of doctors and the prognosis is good. I am starting treatment and will keep you posted on my recovery. I am profoundly grateful for the love and support my family uh, from my family and friends. Thank you for your prayers and well, well wishes. Excuse me. So, you know... It, it's it's really sad and it's really a bummer. I love him. He's this, just has always seemed like a wonderful person and has brought a lot of positivity to people both on and off screen. So I'm definitely bummed out to hear this and I hope that he pulls through and is doing well and I wish the best to him and his family.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that yeah.
1: comes from all of us.
3: Absolutely. I don't have anything else to add to that.
2: But yeah, so, you know, doing he, yeah, that's that. So let's move on to, to other things. We, we wish them all the best. The next thing on the list is uh, Hocus Pocus. So it is October. It's Halloween. So we're going to talk Hocus Pocus, even though for some reason the original movie was not released anywhere near Halloween. But that's a separate thing. So they announced a little while ago that Hocus Pocus was getting a long-awaited sequel and that all three Sanderson sister actors would be returning. Well, this news is about something else. They are doing a special Halloween event reunion and the Sanderson sisters released a photo of them behind the scenes. And that's, it really caught me by surprise because I thought this was for the
1: sequel. Mm -hmm. Not, not only did they release a photo, but also uh, Doug Jones released a photo of him in the Billy Butcher. Is that the name of the character? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Billy Butcherson
1: yeah butcherson in in his makeup and Mm -hmm. uh, prosthetics so which is for me equally as exciting if not more exciting than seeing the sanderson sisters because he was always a great part of that movie and one of my favorite parts so um yeah all of it together is wonderful i'm really excited to see whatever happens with this
3: now, they haven't released photos of people, but it is also been announced that Jamie Lee Curtis and Meryl Streep are a part of this Halloween special. So I don't think we're getting just Hocus Pocus. I think we're also getting some other stuff, maybe a little Halloween, maybe a little like Into the Woods with Meryl Streep in her witchiness outfits. And so who knows? But uh, it's not just Hocus Pocus. And I am kind of excited about that.
2: Well, Doug Jones, when he posted the photo of himself, he also posted a list of some of the people who are involved. Right. And it also includes Billy Crystal, Todrick Hall, um, you, Sarah Silverman, uh, Glenn Close. So there's, there's a lot of people. And Martin Short is in here, wow. John Stamos, Keenan Thompson. So not just horror actors either. So I'm very curious to see what, what this is all about. I'm really disappointed
1: that Tom Hanks isn't on that list as David S. Pumpkins.
3: Oh, yeah, that would be <laughs> hilarious.
1: He just be shows sure. up like in the middle of the thing, like with some doors and he's dancing. Yeah,
2: it does say and many more. So maybe yeah, that'll but be you wouldn't a surprise. have an event with Tom
1: Hanks and not have Tom Hanks as your headlining name. It could be a surprise, Ryan. Mm-mm, they wouldn't do that. You just spoiled
2: it for everybody. They want money. They want money.
1: I mean, that's what it all comes <laughs> down to.
2: So I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. The event is on Friday, October 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and it's an online event. So everyone should be able to to join it.
1: Yep. So Speaking of online events, there is a, an online event tonight, too, that you're probably missing if you're watching this live, the Marvel uh, Assemble to Vote. Yep avengers assemble to vote event i believe is happening tonight so that's an interesting thing that i'm kind of, kind of sad i'm missing but i'll be able to go watch a re- repeat of it i'm sure at some point point. and that's a good cause too we all encourage you to go vote please
2: absolutely do it if your state's got advanced voting go go early go yeah go, go often
1: on. oh wait no that's uh don't do, that. Don't do nope. that
2: nope you go you go the one time you do the thing you go home You get the little sticker and you can tell everything. And then you post it all over
1: social media.
2: All right. Yeah. Go go do the thing. Get your free likes. All right. Uh, next up, anything else in the news that you guys want to touch on?
3: No. Uh,
1: Is there anything we missed? I don't think so.
2: Okay. Well then in that case, we will take a short break, and when we come back, we will be talking nineteen nineties The Witches, starring Angelica Houston This 1990 film starring Angelica Houston with the Jim Henson company behind it and Jim Henson himself executive producing did not do well when it was first released. It came in at number 10 at the box office opening Oof. weekend. Number 10 for perspective. Number one that weekend opening that weekend was dark man
1: with 8 which is million, a great movie in its own right dollars.
2: The, uh, Ghost Ghost came in at number two in its seventh week. Flatliners was out. The Exorcist 3 was out. Um, and Die Hard 2 was in its eighth week, though it came in very low at 16th place. But yeah, number 10 at the box office, just $2.2 million for the witches. It brought in a little over $10 million domestically in its full run, which is not great. So it did not do well. It's got a 6.8 on IMDb and that's what we're talking about this week. So Ray, this oh, movie, no. well this movie was something that you really wanted to to look at and I was curious just from your perspective what what caught your eye that made you want to uh, add this one to the list.
3: Okay, so it's definitely fun and a little spooky and or as I call the uh it's the spoopy kind of movie where it's a little scary as a child but you still end up loving it you grow up with it and then you're good and um you're like you just have fond memories of it and this is definitely one of those it's a cute little film it's got scary villains and consequences but it's still a little fun I suggested it since uh, we are doing a whole month of Halloween-y type stuff and when I went back in early September to create the Halloween challenges for the Screen Heroes Podcast Forum they uh, this movie was suggested Mm -hmm. by everybody I talked to for like horror spoopy halloweeny stuff so uh and then i also suggested it because the remake comes out this week and i i thought it'd be fun for us to watch this just to remind ourselves and then also on our own just kind of watch that and compare
2: fair enough fair enough well Let's let's kind of get things rolling then. This was my first viewing of the movie. Ryan, had you seen it before?
1: So I thought I had, but man, if I did, I like pushed every memory of it out of my brain. I think I remember reading the book more than I remember this movie. Because I remember, I remember plot points, but like none of the actors and none of the scenes were familiar to me at all, which is really weird because a lot of these Henson movies from this time period were like, you know top of the food chain for me and so for me to not remember this is is very weird but it made it fun because this was like watching it for the first time if if it wasn't so
2: well this was definitely my first viewing i had never read the book so i really knew very little going into this the only thing i knew about the movie was the one photo that is actually raised background if you're watching the live stream that goes around the internet of what i had always thought was a goblin type creature Uh. (laughs) of some kind i didn't realize A, a i didn't realize it was angelica houston and b i didn't know it was supposed to be a witch but that's all i knew from the movie was that that shot so i went into this very blind and i just like i i definitely get why it wasn't popular because it takes 50 minutes before anything of any real supernatural witchy type stuff happens Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah there is so much exposition and like explaining everything about these witches before you even see one
2: yeah like especially because we watched we watched this sunday night and then last night on monday night we decided to watch hocus pocus again because we really love it and i paused the movie at the five minute mark i go we're five minutes in and there's already been more magic and witchy stuff than in all of the witches (laughs) fact So, like, I was having a hard time with this early on in the movie. Like, I was just waiting for something to happen. I was waiting to see a witch, to have some magic occur, or whatever. And because Jim Henson's name is on this, and the Jim Henson company was involved, I'm, like, trying to figure out where they're involved, you know? Because there's nothing in the first half of this movie that is puppetry or prosthetic work or anything like that. And I was just very caught off guard by the first half of the movie
1: yeah it was slow Mm -hmm. Um, once once it picked up it was good and yes much better but yeah you know everything that happened in the first half was just exposition for the second half and that felt a little wasted
3: so i really liked the story of erica (laughs) i always did um this the way that the witches like kill you is has always been really creative to me. And the Erica story is probably my favorite part of the movie because of how unique and yet how tragic it is. It, to me, it made the witches uh, fairly threatening. So uh, the Erica part is just one of my favorites. And that's at the very beginning.
1: Yeah, and then that doesn't ever, like, pay off. You don't see any kids put in paintings. You don't no. see anything relating to that ever again. So, yeah. well, you, I guess when the witches walk in and they tap on the painting, it's like, okay, there's a throwback to it. But that's really the only, at least that I remember. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That. So, that was weird. They could have, like, saved a whole bunch of time mm-hmm. and done something else related to mice.
2: Well, because so. I, I expected either to see a kid pulled into a painting using some cool special effects or... Right. Mm -hmm. Or kids let out of the painting using cool special effects. Right. One of those two things I expected to happen.
1: Like Jumanji. Yeah. yeah, Like, you know, like the kid comes, the person comes back out after being in there for so long.
2: Right. And I thought that would have been really cool. You know, there could have been some cool visuals for that, or they, we could have been sucked into the painting, uh, you know, with one of the, the kids in the movie as a viewer and seeing what that looks like. There was a lot of like, that was the most interesting concept in the movie for me. Was the idea yes. of the kids being in the painting and they still age and they move around. Like, I want to know what that looked like for them. And yeah, it
1: never pays off. But then also the scene where the witches like go up and tap on the girl in the painting. Yeah. She then disappears. So did these witches like time that perfectly so that the, the kid would die? Maybe or they killed her. Maybe that was
2: like them. some type of part, some part of the spell.
1: I mean, I don't know. It's just really weird that they showed the which is tapping and then they showed the disappearance as if it would have some significance, but it doesn't at all.
2: Fair enough. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of that in this movie. A lot of things that happen that are just not really significant in the end of the movie. There's no payoff or anything like that.
2: Well, and there's some stuff going on in the background that like I'm not sure if I just didn't catch as well as was intended or was just really poorly alluded to like mr stringer who's uh, who's played by uh, atkinson he's having like an affair with his maid yeah. with one of the one well, not uh, his maid but with one of the,
1: uh, the house cleaning
2: yeah. people right yeah okay okay i thought so but why but like... <laughs> what, what,
1: what's the what's the end game of that like what's the point of that whole like them showing these things happening
2: There's i mean none. for all Right. Like for all I know, they're both single people and this yeah. is like a totally consensual relationship and like, whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea.
3: And the it... only reason why it's kind of forbidden is because he's her boss. Yeah. But...
1: That's the only like really nasty part of it. But, but like, you know.
2: it's, it's hinted at so little, it just, nothing ever comes of it that it just seems like, why is it even in there?
1: Right. right. And my, my thought is that um, I don't remember how long the book is, but I'm guessing the book is not very long. And, uh, that they really had to pad stuff out and that's probably part of the reason why the whole first half is just exposition because a book can do that a book right. can have just exposition for multiple chapters and that's fine because it's not paced like a movie you might only read right. one chapter a night you know so but but a movie can't do that and i feel like they just didn't realize that when they were making this movie Yeah, the book's only 208 pages.
3: There is some storytelling issues that I feel like a director nowadays would know what to do with. So I am more hopeful for the remake. Um, I do like that in this one, you have a narrator. Chris Rock plays an older version of the Lucas character and he's narrating as past tense. And I, I think that's, Like absolutely fantastic. That's a much better way to show stuff, but also get some of that exposition that you needed.
2: So Um, I will say in chat, we have a really good point about the the stringer maid story, and that it leads to the scene where he goes to kiss her neck, and there's rat rat hair on her neck, and it is a great moment in in the movie. I like that moment, and you can't really do that without like there being something already there. So I think that that's the answer. It just wasn't handled as well as maybe it could be.
1: Yeah. Why do we need so much about the stupid relationship between them for that? You could have just had a second of something or a few seconds of something ahead. Mm
2: -hmm. It could have definitely been done better, but I think, I think uh, Marcy and chat's right. I think that's why it's in there.
1: So talking about the remake, uh, I did watch the trailer for the remake right before we started um, because I knew we were going to want to talk about that. I'll, I'll say that from what i saw i don't know there's a lot of stuff that's going to be worse than the original right away I think so. yeah i mean Anne Hathaway is great but she does not have the the presence of uh angelica houston yeah at all like it she she comes across too nice hmm. whereas angelica houston can i mean she's intimidating it's true the Grand High Witch, or whatever the character mm-hmm. is, that has to be an intimidating role, and Anne Hathaway did not feel like she had that. The other thing that that stands out to me really, uh, a lot, is the is the effects. It went. It looks like it's all CG in yeah. the new one, and I think that the practical effects in this movie actually hold up really well. There was, I don't even think there's one effect off the top of my head that I, that stood out to me as bad. The blend between using real mice, trained mice, and uh, and the puppeteered mice uh, was great. It was, it was pretty really well really done. Well. Yeah. And then uh, the all the makeups and stuff looked great. I mean...
2: Yeah, I'm with you there. 100% I'm with you
1: there. I making mean that, it all CGI is going to water it down a lot.
2: And that's something we've talked about so many times. You know, If you do good practical effects the first time, it's going to look good, in this case, 30 years later. It just does. And like Angelica Houston's character, like that her grand high witch look, I mean it it took eight hours to get her into that makeup, but man, is it worth it? She Mm looks so great. And the fake human face face prosthetics that they made. They looked great. Right? Like they look really You know what they
1: did is it's just a life cast of her that they painted and cut into a mask, which is genius.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it worked. Like, and that's the thing. It looked good, it looked right. And you know lots of other aspects of the witches like their hands and the, their you know and everything going on with their faces like it all looked creepy and gross and like those parts of the movie i thought were really good
1: yeah when i was watching it i look i should have known it was henson studios right away because like when she starts peeling her face off I'm, i went like is this is a kid's movie that looks <laughs> yeah freaking graphic man that looks gross and like even as an adult that's like that's nasty mm-hmm. and i mean i could see why this movie would give kids nightmares and maybe why i blacked it all out of my memory <laughs> i mean their makeup was nasty looking The like all the witches with like the nasty shit on their heads mm-hmm. um from the wigs i mean the kids the scene where the kid turns into the fucking mouse
3: yeah where he's horrifying. like spasming
1: yes and he's like half makeup and like half mouse and it's like what the fuck is going on this is ridiculous
2: yeah it's a shame because like you have to basically freeze frame it but there's some incredible prosthetic work in that transformation but it goes by so fast a, a
1: half second yeah yeah yeah
2: it's a shame it's that's where like some of that work is a little thankless because the average person's not paying that close attention and when this movie came out you know there weren't you know freeze frame type technology that wasn't really a thing and so a lot of that work was just missed that at least we can see now
3: right
1: yeah i don't i mean as a as an adult watching this it's super obvious that this was a jim henson piece of the time because everything they did including ninja turtles had some really messed up stuff in it you know casey jones squishing shredder i mean that's straight up murder bro (laughs) well
2: yeah when uh luke when luke changes and it's not as graphic of a a change but when he does and all the women just like go after to stomp him
1: yes yeah and then the one witch getting stomped and exploded like
2: that's some gross stuff man like i it's a pg film but that's intense (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it's i mean that probably contributed to the movie not doing very well maybe that's uh, you know, possible. word of mouth people are probably like this is not a good kids movie <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, a good point it, it's it's weird it is okay let me ask you guys if you saw this too because maybe i'm crazy but i feel like when they're in the ballroom and they're doing like this witch meeting it's like 60 percent dudes in drag in, the back, in that yeah. meeting it is a yeah, lot. Yeah, we men. noticed
3: that uh, pretty much everybody from the middle to the back rows are men in drag. What
1: was the reason for that? Do you think was that just to like make the witch seem witches seem more grotesque or yeah. something?
2: I, I think the idea is to make them unattractive, and I think the best way be to make a,
1: a super big problem today.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think that would go over well anymore. No.
3: Yeah, it would not. And maybe maybe that's not what it like, was. What? Maybe
2: it was simply about. You could there was just twice as many people available if you cast both men and women and most of them don't they don't hardly any of them have speaking roles. So, you know, they're just extras in the back. So,
1: yeah, but I mean, it's really obvious. And I maybe that's because we're now watching it, you know, in Blu-ray quality or 4K quality or whatever. But I don't know, man, I feel like that would have been obvious in 1990 also.
2: I agree with you, but Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know as to the why.
1: Yeah, that's a weird, nowadays that's a very weird uh, place to be in, doing it, stuff like that.
3: It's an odd statement that you're making, to be completely honest, and it it does not age well.
1: No, no, it's very weird. But, mm-hmm. I mean, 1990, you have to take it for when it was made, and it was a piece of the times, and that's the way, I'm assuming they wanted to make their witches more grotesque, so hey. Right.
2: But I mean, to be fair, in 1990, the movie we didn't do well anyway. So maybe, maybe it did bother some people, and yeah, you know, maybe the fact that some of the intensity was was a little much for PG. It just there was not really a good audience for it. Maybe that was the problem. That could be. It's true. Now there's some other stuff in here that, like, I think is the result of. I don't know. I, w- I want to I say it's bad directing, but maybe it's just bad writing. There
1: was some really bad directing stuff that we
2: can mm.
1: talk about, too. Mm. I mean,
2: sticking with the ballroom, Luke being hidden as long as he is is just completely unbelievable.
1: Yeah. And when every witch, they said every witch can smell kids like through walls and stuff. How are they not all like going crazy this whole time?
2: Yep. I don't know. And he's like he's looking through these giant slits yeah. with his shiny glasses. He bumps the thing multiple times. His like, mice I'm, are
1: like crawling all over the place. Yeah.
2: And nobody's noticing any of it. And like I'm just, the longer that went on, the more annoyed I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: fair.
2: Yeah, you know, cuz like even the grand high witch isn't noticing that this is going
1: on.
3: And she's supposed to be the most talented, most powerful, most evil
2: where did they get all
1: this money by the way it's a good There's question so much money she said she was going to give each of them enough money to buy a high-end candy shop by offering
2: yep. three to four times what they were worth. yeah
1: yeah i don't think that's a good business model a so <laughs> well they're not in she's it for a business they're in right, it for but conquest. she had to make all that money somewhere <laughs> so i would assume she has a good 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 idea of how businesses work
2: my only thought is that she's incredibly old and has collected that money over centuries.
1: And now's the time to spend it all.
2: I mean, maybe that's what her plan's been, right? Like if she's, let's say she's 400 years old or something, you know, she would have stuff that has appreciated in value and in a great she way. She bought Google
1: stocks 400 you know. years ago.
2: And, it's just- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she saw this as an opportunity. We can now take a country. I don't know. I mean, the whole plan for me falls apart because like, what's the rest of the world going to think when all of a sudden an entire country just doesn't have any more children.
1: It's a little weird.
3: Yeah. Their end game is a little ridiculous. I I feel like, now maybe because it's it's a kids movie and a kids book, but I know Dahl is a very messed up man in the head mm-hmm. that they would have had a better chance, like farming the children. <laughs> Can
1: You explain that? Nope.
3: Nope. I don't know
1: what you mean but, by farming the children because uh, they don't they don't I, want I the children. Do.
2: Like that's that's a, that's the thing that confuses me here is they just want to get rid of children right
1: right all together
2: but and maybe maybe this is my own misunderstanding about what witches are but weren't the witches at some point just regular people that decided to become
3: witches yeah you'd think so they don't really
2: explain that do they right so like at some point if they get rid of all of the children let's say they're successful then what they all die out eventually right
1: i don't know i mean which is scientology where if you contribute enough money then you get purple eyes
3: Maybe so I, that,
1: couldn't what, tell what you point. Do you have to get a wig and your head starts getting rashy and you turn bald and your feet turn into squares?
2: I, I don't know.
3: Like is that's, this, the,
2: that's, that's the thing that's a little bit confusing.
1: Yeah. The whole thing is a little confusing.
2: Yeah. Cause they have to, I, I can't believe that every witch can just live forever. Maybe the grand high, Witch has a way to do it. But even if it's 500, 600 years, at some point the witches die out. And if there's no children, there's no new witches. And right. so that's it the end of the yeah. road right sure. and so like they're not using them as resources it's not like they were collecting the the rats to do something with you know to make maybe them maybe their
1: ultimate goal is to put them all on like those little mouse wheels and power right. the entire uh, world with
2: this is where guys. the idea of the matrix came from
1: yeah exactly <laughs> this was an early concept
3: so i i do want to say like i am completely thrilled that uh little luke was super okay with just being a mouse for the rest of his life he'd be like all right let's do this we got well, you got nothing you else mean, to do
1: you mean bruno right
3: no luke luke oh. was totally oh, fine
1: yeah, yeah 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 he was like i'll be okay i don't mind being a mouse He's
3: like grandma i'm good she meanwhile she's crying herself to sleep every night because she's lost her son and her daughter-in-law and her only grandson is now a rodent with a much shorter life expectancy but hey he's cool with it
1: another really fucked up thing the grand high witch straight up tries to kill the grandma by giving her too much sugar Mm -hmm. and he puts her into basically a sugar coma a diabetic woman that is messed up man it is did they yep. ever explain? But also the... confusing,
2: because, like, shouldn't she just have some type of spell or potion <laughs> yeah. or power? We don't
1: really see any spells through the whole movie. No. But did we ever get an explanation? Maybe I missed it, of how the grandma knows the grandma nope. I wish?
2: They've had some type of interaction in the past. And they're adversaries. That yeah, an was old used. adversary or whatever yeah.
1: she said. Yeah. So like,
2: is she like a witch hunter? Because I want to watch that. Yeah, that's Van
1: much more Helsing interesting. Style.
3: <laughs> well, I imagine if she knows all this stuff about witches and she knows that her friend Erica was taken as a child, then, you know, maybe she is an adversary to the witches. But that's inconsistent for me because at the beginning of the movie, she says that she's never seen the grand high witch that she doesn't know she doesn't know what she looks like
2: maybe she didn't know that that was the grand high witch
3: because it's not like she wears a
2: uniform or something that calls it out you know because like if i'm a kid right let's let's put yourself in that universe for a minute you you end up in in an altercation with an actual witch you're probably not going to assume it's like the witch
3: Right. I mean,
1: if she looks like that thing, then I'm going to be like, "That's probably a high-ranking witch official." I mean,
2: I assume like the face was on and everything, because Angelica Houston oh, okay. looks like a totally normal person, right? So it's not like you would think anything
1: of it.
3: She just has a really weird German accent.
1: <laughs> right. <True. laughs> She's great, why by she... the way. Lately, yeah. I watched both uh, Adam's Family movies in the past couple weeks, or when I was on when I was on my uh, home time. I watched the Adam's Family movies and this, and she's really good. I never really appreciated her as an actress, but I've watched three movies in the last month with her, and they've all been just. I mean, this movie wasn't great, but it was. I, I, she was good in it for sure.
2: That's fair. Anyway, I agree. I, I feel like
1: I underappreciated her, and so I, I'm enjoying revisiting uh, some of her works.
3: No, I really love her. So I complete agreement she's just wonderful
1: we didn't get to find out how many penises each of the witches has so that's right that's inconsistent with jim henson's uh <laughs> you know
3: production group normal,
1: yeah. yeah normal go but whatever you know
2: so i do want to talk about the end of the movie where Kay. what's her name
3: the uh, assistant
2: yeah what, what is, is it is that Ir- irvine I don't know. Miss Irvine. She just shows up at the end in a a really nice Mercedes and saves the day. Mm
3: -hmm. She chooses to be a good witch.
1: Yeah, this is the lead into uh, Wizard of Oz. This is the prequel to Wizard of Oz. (laughs) She's the good witch. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's just like, don't get me wrong. I get that she was annoyed that she was basically kept on the outs and she quits and all of that. But they didn't play up the spite, right? They didn't play up that she was doing it out of spite because she was treated poorly. It's just all of a sudden. I'm a good witch yeah Yeah,
1: I feel like there's gotta be a director's cut of this somewhere where like a lot of this shit is explained because there's just so much that it looks like they're trying to set up and just never pays off I feel like they had to have known that somebody had to have said something I don't know
3: yeah I agree it would have been a lot better had you know she had a bigger role and not just in the background
2: well now to be fair paid off that ending is not in the book the book has a sad ending <laughs> it doesn't have the happy ending And oh, Dahl, yeah doll did not like the happy ending doll was was that pretty pissed about, right. about about the whole sorcerer what they call a sorceress but i guess it's just a good witch whatever um in the in the book ba- ba- long story short they just Luke figures out how long mice live and realizes that he and his grandma will die at roughly the same time. So everything's fine.
3: That is fine.
1: That sounds like Rob doll. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So if that's not proof that all the kids in, in Willy Wonka get totally screwed at the end, (laughs) I don't know what (laughs) it's
3: telling you. Like his family found, uh, other drafts of, with uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and there were more kids in there, and they just like flat out were murdered.
1: Raw Doll just hated kids,
3: yeah.
2: Seriously, it really seems that way, especially since like this movie, there's no explanation. Like, okay, witches hate kids,
1: okay, because but they feel like I, dog crap,
2: but I need a little bit more. Uh, you know, why you want to you know, just literally murder all of them. Do you right. hate dog crap, Derek? Not enough to murder the dogs.
3: I mean, I'm not saying that kids smell great all the time.
1: You know from experience.
3: My baby smells pretty amazing. I'm waiting for like her to get a little older and start smelling poorly.
1: Oh yeah, that's coming.
3: It's just
2: a weird movie, and and you've got Atkinson, who like, I, I don't know how to see him as a serious actor.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'd ever seen him in a non-bean role. So when he started talking, I was like, what is that coming out of his mouth? Like, you guys have
3: never seen the lion king what he's zazu <sighs> okay
1: is he? but yes yeah. you just like blew my mind this is like when i found out uncle phil was shredder
2: yeah he's <laughs> he's zazu but like you know what i mean though what? like this was like him in his human form, <laughs> yeah, doing, in his human form. <laughs> doing a relatively straight role and it's nothing it's no knock on him because it's not his fault that i only know him from his later work so it's hard for me to put myself in the mindset of this And I just, I don't know, I had a hard time taking him seriously.
3: I get it. Somebody so uh, associated with one role, it's really difficult to see them as anything else. And truth be told, like I associate him with Mr. Bean as well as uh, him in Rat Race, where he Mm -hmm. plays like an eccentric foreigner with narcolepsy. So (laughs) he's
2: my favorite role of his.
3: Uh. that movie is underrated. It, it is. is not that great, but as <laughs> I, Seth Green. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, I never saw it, but it has a hot air balloon, right? I remember it the trailer. Does. Yeah,
3: it is it's incredibly fun. wacky, and uh, it's got like John Cleese and Whoopi Goldberg, and the two I mean, of them how, how are could it phenomenal. Not be good
1: with that cast. Well, it's I mean, fun. those two
3: are pretty great. So yeah. it's um, a totally
2: <laughs> silly nonsense film.
3: John Lovitz and Kathy Najimy are in what? it. Yeah, yeah
1: wow and they still didn't make a good movie that's
3: i'm not gonna go out and
2: say it's bad i just it's not there's no substance to it it's just super silly and off the wall
3: right right there that's it there's zero substance to that film it's just non-stop like silliness
2: i enjoy it like it's not winning any oscars obviously but i think it's a fun you know hour and a half or whatever it is
3: yeah
2: you know uh, so, okay, so I want to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll provide our final thoughts and wrap things up for this week. Sound good, guys? Yep. All right, we will be right back.
0: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: All right. And we're back. We've been talking the witches of 1990. Do you guys have any final thoughts on the movie or there's some interesting facts that we can discuss if you're, you're so inclined. No, uh, I don't know any
1: interesting <laughs> facts about this movie.
2: Well, you'll there, there's two that I think you'll find interesting, Ryan. First, this was actually the last movie Jim Henson personally oversaw.
1: Yeah. He didn't, did work on Ninja Turtles also, which, think also came out in 1990 but it, it wasn't like an executive producer or yeah. anything on it so right
2: yeah yep and then in the at the end of the movie when they're uh back at, at grandma's house and and luke's got that whole contraption built all over the place did mm-hmm. you notice the tower-like building
1: yeah it was the ghost uh real ghostbusters ghost ghost uh firehouse i thought you'd like that yeah because when i saw that i, I looked over to my girlfriend i was like is that the ghostbusters firehouse and then it showed the interior was like oh my gosh it is so yeah yeah. great
2: i thought that that was good to know um doll hated it so much so much so that he tried to actually have the title removed from the film and his name removed from the film and jim henson talked him out of it uh so we can thank jim henson that the movie was actually released under under the real title but he doll was very unhappy about the movie and the only thing he was actually seemingly happy about was angelica houston's casting that was the only thing that he was really proud of wow um, that it was a decision he would have made so there's that yeah um, that's
3: intense you know
2: share was considered for the role as well would have been great too. which i think would have been good yeah uh, i, I didn't think- see that they I definitely mean, had a
1: specific look they were going for mm-hmm. totally totally i think though if
2: you're gonna do share that you gotta put like a musical number in there somewhere that's true you turn know? the whole thing into
1: a musical could have been better
2: could, yeah i was gonna say it couldn't be worse so just think those are a couple little couple little things yeah well fun little facts well we already talked about how the ending is totally different it's got the hollywood ending you know so, yeah right but yeah, at the end of the day, I, I get why I missed this one now. It certainly isn't what I would consider to be a classic. You know, there's a lot of, I think, childhood classic Halloween flicks, and this this one would not make my list.
1: I do, I do want I to bring else? up one thing that I just thought of okay. that we kind of touched on earlier that uh, I wanted to see if it stood out to you guys too. There's this one shot. It's It shouldn't have been a shot that stood out to me at all, but they're outside and they're like a shaky cam like evil dead style in front of the blue car when they're getting out of a car it's just like this really weird like shaky cam shot and then it turns to the street it's the only one in the whole movie like that huh i don't okay i was like why did they do that with this with this shot there's nothing happening except people getting out of cars and walking to a building
2: i'm not recalling the shot so i can't i can't say maybe they just didn't have a good way to get the camera where it needed to be
1: right weird like yeah it was just a weird choice for a way to do that but anyway it stood out to me so i thought i'd ask you guys
2: i will say i felt bad for mr stringer because like not wanting to have mice in your hotel seems like a perfectly reasonable business decision yeah
3: yeah Yeah. i mean a lot of hotels don't allow any sort of animals yeah and then
1: the lady like karens him into uh into letting him have the mice there
2: yeah the grandma is hard freaking
1: core isn't she
3: like i totally get it if it was my kid and he had just lost his parents or my grandchild i i would have fought you know tooth and nail to be completely honest i really would have but i also understand a business person wanting to keep their uh, business you know hygienic open <laughs> well and then yeah. Does, yeah
2: they don't even follow the compromise like stringer compromise they're like all right fine leave him as long as they stay in your room mm-hmm. yeah and then they and, immediately
1: uh, take it out of the room
2: so, immediately sorry. to like the ballroom with food and stuff and he's trying to train them out like come on at least be somewhat respectful
3: a little bit
1: you yeah know? it was Luke's supposed good. to be our hero
2: of the movie and kid's kind of a jerk
1: the kid and the grandma i mean geez they're nice to each other but then they treat everybody else like crap they're bullies yeah yeah i mean they know this lady is terrified of mice but she opens up this purse to like shove them in this the mom's face yeah look look at your son i would i would have started screaming too why are you sticking these mice in my face yeah
2: there's better ways to break that news i I
1: mean i don't really know what a better way is but surely (laughs) that's not it
2: (laughs) well i think what you do is you have the kids start talking before you show that it's a mouse definitely step one you know I think that works, but yeah. Ray, as someone who, you know, had had seen the movie and, and remembered it from before, how did it hold up for you? What do you think? Do you ever want to see it again? What?
3: Um, I yeah, I'll I'll watch it again probably with, you know, my kid, but I it, it's not going to it's not on the rewatchability list. Like I Hocus Pocus, Beetlejuice, Nightmare Before Christmas, every Halloween, every year, maybe like more often than just Halloween. The witches are going to be like once in a while, maybe like once every five, six years because it's it's just not as interesting as I remembered. The Grand High Witch, the ballroom scene, and the uh, soup scene are the most interesting because they're you know the most action packed yeah so I'll I'll probably watch it for those scenes but it's just not like they could have done so much more with other spots in the film to make it more interesting.
2: Yeah we didn't even mention that the kid gets his tail like cut yeah chunk chunk gets cut off by a yeah, carving he got knife. turned
1: back into a kid what part of his body is that
3: right I was wondering that too. I was like, I mean, show me the that part toe. that's scarred. <laughs>
1: I hope, I hope it's like toe. a toe that he's missing or something and not something more necessary for life. I don't know. It would have been great if he was like missing an ear when he came back. He's just like got this one half ear.
2: Guess they didn't want to go quite that
1: dark. Yeah, right. okay, because that's so much darker than I mean, everything it, else in the movie. It Maybe just, the...
3: it's just a chunk of his butt. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's just got like one flank that's uh
2: zach and zach and chat said what we're all thinking it's his penis
1: yeah that was (laughs) i I wasn't the
3: The tail is in the back
1: right but i mean it just kind of slides forward thank you
2: for for the anatomy lesson
3: (laughs) oh goodness
1: it's like the penis is like the tail of the man
2: they perform the same function right
1: exactly yeah Pretty sure that's, I don't nice. know a lot
2: about mice,
1: but, <laughs> but I do know that.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, that I think is where we're going to stop things this week. Sounds like it's a oh, good, good, good. No- good note to end on next week. We're going to have one more Halloween type discussion as we close out Halloween month. Cause I love October and I love Halloween so much. It's my favorite. So I don't know doing? what that's going to be yet. We're going to have to decide. Oh. We'll have to talk about it. We'll figure Fine. it out. We'll be here for you next week. Ray, if people want to reach out to you and talk about the witches or some other Halloween-y stuff like Hocus Pocus, how can they find you?
3: I'm Siren Ray at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
2: And Ryan, if they want to talk to you about stuff other than the witches, where can they find you?
1: Talk to Rachel and Derek instead. No, you you can find me at Buster Props, Facebook and Instagram and stuff. I don't really post much, but... That's, that's where I'll read it at least.
2: And I am the star Trek dude. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook. We are screen heroes on the heroes podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at screen heroes pod or Heroespodcasts.com. We also have our Facebook page heroes podcast network and our Facebook group where we have news and discussions and polls and tournaments and memes and lots of great stuff. Screen heroes podcast on Facebook. You can subscribe to the show pretty much everywhere now. We're on Stitcher. We're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict. You name it, you got it. Subscribe to the show and catch our latest episode as it premieres. Thank you for listening. We'll find you next week. Happy Halloween.